Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Reach at Goucher, the podcast sponsored by the Department of Integrative Art Studies and a podcast dedicated to celebrating the vibrant art scene here at Goucher College. This is the podcast's first episode, and we're delighted you're listening in. We are recording in Goucher's brand new recording studio. My name is Michael Curry. I'll be the host for this episode. I'm joined today by co-host Drew Meisegeyer. He's an integrative arts studies major who's going to be graduating this spring. Hi, Drew. Hello. Drew is also the co-composer of the music for this podcast series. You want to say anything about that? I'm excited to be working on it. <laughs> Great. And you'll be working on it with student Elon Hedges, right? Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Drew, our special guest today is Kendall Kennison, who is the Bennett Harwood Distinguished Professor of Music, and he's also a professor and chair of the Department of Integrative Arts. His courses include Fundamentals of Music Theory, which I think you took, Drew, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Music Composition, which I think you took, yeah, right, yes. Drew? Okay. And one of the complex problem courses for the uh, general ed experience that you call What You Make. No, no. You are what you make. That's fantastic. Welcome, Kendall. Thank you. And there's a subheading, a subtitle to that course. Okay. You, you are what you make. Thou art. Thou art. Very good. Nice. Okay. Now, one of the reasons why we chose you to be our first guest, in addition to being a fascinating individual and my colleague for many, many years, you have a concert of your original, some of your original music coming up at Goucher at the beginning of March. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. March 3rd at 5.30 p.m. in Crashar Auditorium. So you've composed music for chamber ensemble. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Orchestra. Yes. Some choral works. A few. A few. A few. Yeah. Uh, and a one-act opera, which I had the great pleasure I to stage. I was going to say, you created it, yes. Well, you created it. All yeah. I did was move people around the stage, which was great fun, and it had a basis in Baltimore history, and it was fantastic. It was really great. Your music has been played all over. Poland, Italy, uh, London, the UK, and in Croatia. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay, great. And all across the U.S. It's be re been recorded on CD. You gave me one of your CDs. Mm -hmm. So d oh, you've done all of these different things. Is there one particular form that you like working in more than another? That's actually a really hard question. Um, and That's why we're here. <laughs> the hard <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's probably changed over the years, you know. Um, and I think it will continue to change because whatever I, I think as artists we work in whatever form is sort of needed either by our own needs or by whoever asks us to yeah. to um, create and that's mostly what I've done is respond to the requests of performers mm. for music and so my favorite uh form of music is whatever I've been asked to create, you know, oh, at any neat. given time. And yet, as we'll talk about um, what I've been focusing on for a, cup, for a few years now is um, music for myself to perform. Yeah. Uh, and you went to a small liberal, liberal arts college like Goucher. How did you prepare for your career in music? So going to a liberal arts college, first of all, I never considered any else. I mean, that was my, what I thought. But I have to tell you, when I went to college, music was not my intention as a career. I thought, you know, that I didn't know what I was going to major in, but I thought it wasn't going to be music. 
my intention as a career was to teach. I wanted to be essentially what I am today, which is to say a college professor. But I didn't think it was going to be a music professor. And very quickly, after I arrived at college, the music department there kind of gathered me in and sort of, uh, you know, brought me to realize that that was in fact where I, I um, was headed. So what I would say is that's the great thing about the liberal arts college. You arrive at a place like Goucher with maybe some thoughts, but you don't have a solid, you know, set in stone plan. And often you end up studying something like integrative arts that you may not have thought of before. And so that's the great thing about the liberal arts experience, not to mention the fact that I went to college with so many people who've done so many different things, as opposed to if I'd gone to conservatory where I would have been with basically all other musicians, which is another great experience, but a very different one. And after Vassar, you went on to get your MA at Rutgers and a DMA at Peabody. What can you suggest to someone like me, an inspiring music, music composer who's about to graduate, about a path forward? I went to those places to study with specific people. And so that's the advice that I would give you is figure out who it is that you can learn from and figure out how to go be those people's students. Um, yes, you want to find an institution that can support you in that. That was also part of it, but really I was, when I graduated from Vassar, I had been studying with a guy named Richard Wilson, who had, his main teacher had been a composer named Robert Maves, and Robert Maves was still teaching at Rutgers. And so being sent to study with Yoda, you know, I went um, and studied with my teacher's teacher. Uh, and, but then I also realized, okay, there's something else that I need. And also Robert Maves retired while I was there at Rutgers. And so I went to hear uh, a concert at Carnegie Hall of the American Composers Orchestra. And the first piece was the Fourth Symphony by Robert Hull Lewis, who taught here at Goucher for a long time, actually, mm -hmm. as it happens, but was also a um, faculty member at Peabody. And I heard that piece and I was like, okay, I want to know what this guy can teach me. Mm. And so I looked up where he was and I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply to Peabody. There's a funny story there, which is I just the opening of that piece blew me away. And it was this this sort of bum pa pa pum thing that happened. And um I later when I was studying with Robert Hall Lewis, that piece was being prepared for recording and he showed me the score and it was actually a flub. Uh, it was supposed to go womp, 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 and it got flubbed. The second thing got flubbed, and so it went womp, pop, pop, pop. And so the thing that, you know, had just drawn me in there turns out to be just like, right, it was, it was sort of the universe throwing something at me to, to pull me in further. So that, that sort of leads into the next question a little bit. Yeah. Um, so would you describe your career as being a straight line, or did it, or does it still have some curves in it? It looks like a straight line. If you look at it, you know, I set out, um, when I graduated from college, you know, I wanted to go to graduate school and get degrees in composition and music theory and then find a job teaching, preferably at a small liberal arts college. 
and lo and behold, here I am. So on paper, it looks like a straight line. There are curves, and I think everybody's career has curves, curveballs that mm -hmm. show up, and, but maybe they're on a smaller scale. You mentioned the opera. Mm -hmm. It had never occurred to me to write an opera. You know, that was just something that, again, somebody said, you know, hey, if you write an opera, we'll do it. That was um, <laughs> Serafina, our, oh, former, okay, co our okay. former colleague, Serafina uh -huh. Giacomo, who sadly uh, died this past summer. Um, she uh, said, I want to write, I, I want to create an all Goucher opera with a Goucher composer, a Goucher librettist, a Goucher director, and do it with the Goucher Opera Workshop. And, you know, it took a few years, but that was uh, something we pulled together. But by that time, obviously, I'd studied opera, you know, through my degrees and so forth. And I'd sort of gotten a sense of like what you could do with it. And so that's the kind of curve I'm thinking of, like anyone setting out in any career, but particularly in an artistic career, I think you have to be open to sort of what comes at you. And so, yeah, there are there are curves, but the trajectory overall is kind of a straight line. Well, but now we come to this specific moment and you've got this concert coming up. And you've been working on a series of piano pieces. So on March 3rd, what can we expect to hear? Describe the music for us. Oh, gosh. OK. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to um, scare anyone, uh, but my music is sort of that crazy modern music that um, it, it's atonal, generally speaking. However, I guess what I want to say about this is a very personal program. As I mentioned before, it's music that I wrote for myself to play, and it's also, it comes out of a practice that I've had for probably over 20 years of writing short piano pieces in response to events and, and observations and things that just sort of come up. And they're basically sort of like journal entries. So uh, is all of the music in the concert uh, original music that you wrote for yourself to play? No. Um, that's. I'm calling it Piano Scrapbook, and I've kind of, I'm saying, interleaved my pieces with some pieces that have also been important to me these last few years. So there's actually the three movements of a Haydn sonata and one piece by uh, composer Dora Pajacevic that are pieces I've been playing uh, recently and that have become part of this larger sort of evening of music. Wonderful. Well, we are really very much looking forward to it. And Kendall, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. We look forward to the concert and looking forward to all of the work in the future, no matter which direction it takes, right? On our way out, we'll hear some of Kendall's music, a piece called Square, a piece that will be featured in the concert on March 3rd. Special thanks go to the Sherman Fairchild Foundation and John Thomas, the live events presenter at Goucher. Jared Paolini is our technical advisor. The theme music is by Drew Meisegeyer and Elon Hedges. And the podcast logo is by Monica Valdez-Ramos. Goodbye, everybody. Until next time.